Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 8th. It is election day. Um, I think you should vote. I don't care who you vote for. Just vote. If you complain about politics and you don't vote, I ignore you. Simple as that. Uh, I was just on YouTube Live. Um, it is 21 minutes in. So as you listen to the podcast, just remember, uh, say I say something at minute 20. You're going to look at minute 41 if you want to see the chart. That's how I try and get everybody to use this. Um, what I was doing was I went to earnings whispers um, and I looked at, okay, let's look at aftermarket. Uh, if you go to earnings whisper and you look at their calendar, BMO is before market open. AMC is aftermarket close. You can look at all of them. Uh, you can sort them however you want. Um, you can look at the standard view. Typically, the most popular ones are up there. <clears throat> and I'll go over some of these charts. Disney, AMC, Upstart, Occidental, Affirm. Uh, I don't think I put Affirm in. I will put Affirm in because I do, I do think Affirm. Affirm is one, <clears throat> as investors, we like to uh, basically invest in things that we don't mind holding on to. Things that have good management teams, things that have solid earnings, things that have products that we use. Uh, as traders, we're just looking for volatility. Um, and that's why Boyle was such a great stock to trade. And it continues to be a great stock to trade. You are down in pre-market on Boyle down to 46 um, from the 50s. You absolutely should have sold in the 50s. If you bought here at 39 and you got to 50, don't be greedy. Sell that motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry for the language. <clears throat> My apologies. But you've got to sell it. In that type of move, if you get that lucky to get that type of move in a day, do not be greedy. Sell it. Sell it. Take your profits. I don't care if it goes to 60 in the next day. Never be ashamed to take your profits. Um, that is one. Uh, personally, I got asked, I think 10, 15, maybe 20 times yesterday in direct messages, did I buy Boyle? F no. Ugh. And it, it, it again, I didn't buy oil back here in June, in, in July. July when it went from 44, and you know, made almost 100% in this first run. Dipped down, you got that button hook, didn't get you out, but it got, got you right back in. Um, yeah, so I didn't get in. I need to, but I've got a different, and I talk about this on previous podcasts, I've got a different tax situation than most of you. I don't work. Um, I, I stay low income. I probably should have traded this in my retirement accounts, but I'm a little bit um, more conservative in my retirement accounts. So uh, I didn't do it. But again, for for um, trade for investors, you want companies. You know, the first one like we see here, Disney. Uh, we're gonna look at their earnings um, probably tomorrow. They report after the bell today. Uh, the algorithm got you out here at three dollars and seventy-eight, three point seven eight percent from ninety-seven. Had that classic button hook that my uh, algorithm always has, and it just got you out. <clears throat> now you've got a gap up here between one hundred one. Uh, it, it's probably pennies. That's what it looks like. It it really looks like it's a hundred to a hundred and one. I think it covers that one hundred one today. Uh, I would get it under a hundred. 
Uh, this is a company that you could trade if you wanted to. The algorithm makes you 0.79%. Buying and holding loses you 28.93%. Uh, so just to be clear, my algorithm back tests over a thousand candles. So 500 trading days uh, before. And what it does is it says, okay, let's find your entry points based on a certain criteria. Let's find your exit points based on a certain criteria. Well, over a thousand candles, this gets you in and out 31 different times, 31 different positions. You win 26% of the time. The average win is 7%. Right now, you'd be out of it. The MACD is not crossing up anytime soon, but I think this earnings period is good enough to say, hey, what's Disney doing? They're launching their, their ad-based program. Uh, ESPN is said to be in uh, negotiation for the NFL Sunday ticket um, from a streaming standpoint. This is a good stock. Again, I, I, in my mind, I think it's put in enough of a support around 100. You could go down to the 80s if we have a significant downturn. But I think for the long term, if you want the stock, I think this is a good one. If we go and we look at Disney, <clears throat> their PE is 57. It's high. But if you're a parent, tell me which kid doesn't want to go to Disney World. And when you do go to Disney World as a parent, which one of you spends less than $10,000? <laughs> um, and I may be exaggerating there, but... Uh, Guggenheim, uh, in August, the latest, uh, analyst to upgrade this one went from neutral to buy and their price target is, uh, from, went from 110 to 145. You're trading at about a hundred. And those are professionals who are helped to identify the actual price. Um, year to date, it's down 35%. Your 52 week range is between 90 and 179. So you never really got to the eighties. You're 11% off your 52-week low. You're 43% below your 52-week high. That's just one-year snapshot. Um, so I, I do think that, that you're looking at a, look at this, multiple bottom. Just go on Finvis. You're seeing a multiple bottom right there. And it's, it's provided a significant amount of support between 95 and 100. So if you can get it between 95 and 100 before earnings, I think you should buy in. Um, one podcast favorite that I bring up and I've told you that I've traded a lot before and I did bring up, Hey, we had a, a cross up, uh, ironically yesterday on earnings, you had that button hook and it got you out. But if you got in on this at 200, uh, Sedge S E D G, it's a solar company. If you got in this at 200, uh, right now you're trading, uh, let's look, let me look at Sedge in, um, Active Trader Pro, I won't switch it over, but Sedge is trading at 240. Kudos, high fives, butt smacks, whatever you want, 240. Um, they blew it away on earnings and, and they raised their guidance. So um, if we bring this volume shelf here to its most recent highs, uh, you can see there's significant, if we go up to the 240 mark, uh, right here. There's not a lot of support here. Um, so the question is at 240, are we going back down to the 230s, which it actually just did 238? Uh, or are we going to this volume shelf up here at the 300s? I think at some point you go to those 300s. 
Uh, let's look at uh, Solar Edge. They have an 82 PE. Um, they forward PE of 23, uh, 25% down year to date. You are 11% above your 52 week low, which was 190. You're 45% below your 52 week high, which was 389. Super, super volatile stock. Our algorithm loses you 28% versus just buying and holding loses you 8%. Over a thousand candles, you have 30 positions. You win 40% of the time. Your average win is 8.62. In my mind, uh, anything at 200, you buy this one. Anything at 300, you sell it. I mean, that's a huge, huge range, but I think it's justified by the chart. So uh, that was the big mover of the day. Another earnings uh, that's coming up after the bell, AMC. This is your uh, retail trader favorite. It makes no money. It loses money. This is total hype play. Uh, Adam Aram will probably come on and talk about a huge mine purchase. Uh, a coin, um, the fact that they just did a deal with Zoom that allows them to uh, create uh, Zoom rooms in um, uh, AMC theaters. You got this gap up here between 13 and 17. Uh, you're on the downside. There's no support here. If you want to trade this, be careful. You can clearly see it's oversold. Um, people are just selling it. And the MACD is not really crossing up. Um, it's just kind of hovering. Earnings are coming after up after the bell. Uh, one that I've traded in the past, uh, I do not own anymore. Uh, that has no support whatsoever, but might be a highly volatile stock upon earnings, um, is Upstart. And this is the one that allows, uh, I believe this is the one that has loans. Let's say, I believe it is. UPST is the symbol. Um, you are 1% below your 52-week uh, low. 1881, you're setting 52-week lows on this one. I, I, it's just continuing. Look at the trend line. It's just continuing to go down. Um, they have a PE of 2020. Um, uh, October 25th, Mizuho initiated coverage with an underperformed price target of 17. That's the most recent analyst. Uh, why Upstart stock is falling today from a Motley Fool article. Um, here's the insider trading. They've sale, sale, sale. No insiders buying this one. <laughs> I mean, literally nobody's buying it. So I don't know, but it could be a huge, huge um, mover. This is one that's traded. Our algorithm loses you 63%. Uh, versus buying and holding for a thousand candles loses you 30%. There's 31 positions. You win 26% of the time. Your average win is 39.43%. That's the average win. So it moves a lot. One that I do own and that reports today after the bell is Occidental Petroleum. This is a Warren Buffett favorite. And by the way, uh, Buffett announced that, uh, I should say Berkshire announced, that I think 70%, 80% of their actual uh, investments in Berkshire are concentrated in five stocks, uh, Apple, Coke, Bank of America, American Express, and I think it's Occidental. I don't even, I, I'm, I, actually, I only think Occidental is uh, in there. But we had the cross up at 6122 
you're looking at not a button hook at any point in time. My guess is these guys announce phenomenal earnings. Um, I, I don't want to say that you could absolutely buy in. You've got this gap down here between 62 and 62.60. Um, the RSI is significantly high at 68. The MACD is crossing up again. The volume has since um, moved down. You can clearly see if we move the volume shelf here to its most recent highs, the support level here is at 66. You're at 75. It's up 0.42% in the pre-market. Um, energy. Energy's still going. Uh, the other one that I, I, I kind of like, and I don't know why, because you've had the button hook, you've gotten out with a loss. You could have made a gain, but did get you out with a loss on the algorithm, um, is Mara. Lovely, lovely Mara. You're going in with an RSI at 36. You're going in with the MACD crossing you know, down. You'd be out of this stock. You have no support. See, it's on the bottom side of the nine day. Um, the 50 day is kind of moving in you know, conjunction with or just close to the 200 day. It's still above it. You're hugging that 200 day line. Um, and it, it's below the 200 day line. So uh, whether they announce this is a crypto miner, M-A-R-A is the symbol. I like this one, but the algorithm says you shouldn't be in it. Now, the algorithm makes you 357% on this stock. Um, buying and holding makes you 382%. Your average win, average win. Uh, well, I should say 28 positions, you win 30% of the time. But your average win is 121%. This is a super volatile stock. It trades in crypto because it goes right along almost exactly with the Bitcoin chart. Um, you've been on a downward trending slope. You're starting to trend upward again. And this is on a four-hour chart. You're starting to trend upward. So... It's one to look at. I'll look at it again tomorrow. Uh, another one that is super volatile on earnings is not making money, has no support going into earnings, um, but the RSI is down, could surprise, is a firm. AFRM. Uh, this is one, 26 positions. You lose 59%. In the algorithm, you lose 83% buying and holding. Um, your average win is 26%. If I could tell you that one in four times you'd win uh, 20, 26% on a trade, eh, you might take it. But it doesn't set up very well going into this earnings. Um, previous earnings, you can see right here, kind of dipped down. Uh, this one kind of stayed the same, then had a bump up and down. Uh, it's just not consistent, but I bring it up. Um, so you guys know Boyle, big move yesterday, kind of talked about it a little bit. You're still in it. Um, let's look at its opposite KOLD on the uh, algorithm. Uh, you're out KOLD. Doesn't look like the MACD's crossing up anytime soon, so I'd probably stay in Boyle. Um, you know, these trade inversely. The last trade that we had in KOLD, 1383, you got out with a 34% gain, but you absolutely could have sold up here at 26 instead of selling out at about 20. So uh, significant, significant more uh, if you just kind of take your profits. You know, when you have these types of moves, anytime I see that button hook, I'm like, eh, on a trade. Remember, identify the stock that you're buying. This is your hard-earned money. 
Don't throw money in and then hope. You've got to identify what you want out of this trade. If it is something like Apple and you're just going to buy it and hold it, you don't care what my algorithm says. You're up at 140 right now. Um, I've never traded this one, but trading makes you 31% over 1,000 candles versus 17%, which is buy and holding. But I don't trust myself that I'm going to be able to get in and get out. Look at this one. I mean, June... June 22nd, buying at 134. You, you ran all the way up to 170. Look at this. You're down in this area, neck of the woods. To, again, you've got some support here at a bottom. Uh, there is a 120, kind of 125 support level. So be aware of that one, that if we do make, take a turn lower and people start selling. Uh, one of the things that a lot of analysts are warning about in that I've read is that we're coming up on the end of the year and with a lot of these FANG stocks and big tech stocks being um, not doing so great and identified as maybe they're not going to um, perform as well uh, and, and be the leaders going forward, there might be some tax loss harvesting where essentially, like for instance, you guys know I lost a lot of money in BABA. I may sell BABA before the end of the year. And then what I'll do is I'll take my Apple stock where I've made a lot of money and just sell it so that I don't have to pay any taxes. Take the loss uh, on BABA, sell the same amount of gain, boom, I'm, I'm at a zero. And I can take that money, that capital money that I've got and, and deploy it somewhere else. Put it into boil or, you know, YOLO, YOLO it on Snowflake. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I am going to be much more active in the private Facebook group. If you click on the link tree, there's a Facebook link up top. It'll take you to a Facebook group. It's private. Uh, I'm monitoring it. I think we have 30 or so people getting you people to actually click on something. <clears throat> I have got thousands of listeners. I know this. Uh, I've got hundreds of YouTube subscribers, hundreds of, you know, getting you guys to a different platform. It's a little bit difficult. Uh, it's like pulling teeth, but this is a private group. Um, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll make it as private as I can. You can check it once a week. I, I won't post a ton in there, but any questions that you pose to me, hit me up on Facebook and I'll, I'll be happy to kind of, um, you know, assist you in anything, uh, anything that you need trading wise. Um, earnings whisper. Oh, cloud stocks, five, nine, five, nine reported. And they gave very bad uh, guidance, FIVN. And cloud stocks just have been killed. And you can see, even before earnings, um, the stock was below the Bollinger Bands down here. It cinched up right here. See this big move down? And then you see this the little uh, Bollinger Band cinch up, and then they're expanding. But when they expand, they expand either way down or way up. You don't know which, but when they cinch up like this, it's going to make a move. You can see, boom, it was cinching up all the way down. And then it did this little up move to really cinch up. And then you get a crash. And look at the volume, by the way. Um, I think that was a pre-announcement or something. But 5.9 reported they, they missed. Another one that reported that missed big was Lyft. And if you remember yesterday, I brought up Uber. I'm going to see where Uber is trading in pre-market. It's at 20, it closed at 27.69. It's trading at 27.70. 
So it, it really hasn't been touched. But Lyft announced that they saw a, a decrease in the uh, user base. Now, the difference is Lyft is very focused on just rideshare. They're very focused here in North America. Uh, and Uber, on the other hand, has Uber Eats. They've got Uber Freight. They, they are much more of a diversified business, plus it's worldwide. So in my mind, if you're going to pick one of the two, I think you pick Uber. And I think you could trade Uber easily. Um, and, and I've said this yesterday. I think if you can get closer to 25, I think that's the better play because I do think it'll trade between 25 and 30 and you can trade in and out of this one. I don't think right now Uber is stable enough to be a, a Apple where you just buy it and hold it. Um, your average win on Uber is 8.44%. So I do think that you have an opportunity to trade in and out of this one. And specifically with Lyft saying that they're, they're, they've lost um, uh, the, amount, the amount of daily riders, I think they're just losing it to Uber, honestly. Uh, they, they claimed higher revenue, which means they were charging higher prices. But higher prices may have meant that more people went to Uber who didn't have as high uh, prices. So NVIDIA is one. Uh, I'm going to look at NVIDIA at, just because of their announcement. They announced that they developed a chip that meets the USA export to China restrictions. Uh, this is one we had a buy-in here at 123 or at 143. So it's been a really great move. You don't have a button hook. It's coming up on this 200-day. That 200-day right about 150 is going to provide you some significant resistance. Look at what it did back in August. Hit that 200-day. We had this nice 12% win, uh, which easily could have been a 15 to 20% win. Maybe I don't even. I won't even calculate it. But say from 157 up to uh, 200, what 30% win? But got you out with a 12% win. Got you right back in. Got you out with a 9% loss. Uh, but you that 200-day, you just touched it. This one down here at 123, it's coming back up on the 200-day. Uh, 150 is where the 200 day is. If it hits 150, I would say you get out. Do not try and YOLO this one all the way to 200. I just don't think it's going to do that. And the reason I don't think it's going to do that is because the PE is still significantly high. It's at 46. Um, you are 32% above your 52 week low, which was 108. Um, and I just, I, I can't. Can't imagine that this one goes well above the 200-day and then just takes off. And that's on a four-hour chart. Again, it's a four-hour chart. Uh, the most recent um, analyst, September 8th, Stifle, they said hold their price target is 165. Uh, I think it hits 165 at some point. I just don't know that it's on this run. This run is a really, really strong run, but they do have a catalyst coming up November 16th. Uh, another one that's moving today AMD is up by uh, 2% in the pre-market. They've already announced. They announced back on November 1st. There's no real catalyst on this one. It's just kind of moving along. The, uh, the buy-in was at $59. You're at 63. Kind of steadily moving up. The 200 days at 78. Still a good amount of, of movement. You've got this gap here between 64 and 67. Could move up there. Could move up there to fill, fill that gap. You're at 63. You get to 67, $4 move, almost 10%. Um, you know, the problem with AMD, again, if we get one of these shots in the arm, 
uh, with uh, high inflation, and I think it's released tomorrow, October inflation. Um, you're going to get this one. This one's at 26. Remember, the, the assumption is that chip stocks have just had an over-ordering, they have an inventory issue, um, and they are going to see a glut of supply, uh, which will bring the prices down. So at 26, you're not going to grow your revenue as much. That's a high PE, and it wants it at 17. So uh, that's a, a a big one. Uh, one that I looked for um, for Alvin on YouTube was uh, Lockheed Martin. He mentioned they just got a $765 million government contract. Uh, and whoo, I mean, if you don't see that there's some insider trading going on here, look at that move. And then all of a sudden they announce, oh, we've got a 765 yeah, let's see which senators and which representatives bought during this period. Uh, probably quite a, flu, quite a few, uh, because those contracts go on for, for years on end. Oh, and now we've got the, the ability to do it. Um, and I mentioned to Alvin also, uh, make sure to listen to, there's a My First Millions podcast with the Oculus founder, and he um, uh, started a defense company, a drone defense company. And he's got contracts and he talks about the contract, how he got his contract um, with the government and how people kind of fund things, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I liked it. I probably won't, won't invest in these companies, but um, it's a couple of reasons. A, I don't like uh, businesses that are based on government contracts. B, don't like war machines. It's kind of like Tom yesterday. He had mentioned there's a couple of private prison stocks that were really taking off. Not my thing. I, I'd, I'd, if there were a private prison company that was incented and paid for based on rehabilitating prisoners back into society as quickly as possible, meaning um, you know people didn't wind up back in prison. Uh, people had um, uh, jobs when they got out of prison, uh, meaning that seven year terms for something that like drug possession, um, you know, got reduced down to four years and then, to, uh, five, you know, two years later, the person is still out of prison, productive, earning money, paying taxes. It's the kind of prison I'd like to see, uh, versus the prisons, the private prisons of today are incented to lock as many people up for as long as they can and, hey, repeat business. We're just going to throw you out to the wolves. So I, I'm not a big prison guy. Uh, so I, I don't you know, condemn anybody that, that you know, invests in them. You can make money. Go ahead. But if I weren't doing things, it'd be a little bit different. So we talked about the chips, Lockheed Martin. Oh boy, that was a bummer. <laughs> um, SOXL, we got another buy-in. Remember yesterday I said, hey, it got you out with a 20% gain? Got a buy-in at $9.27. You're at $9.60 in pre-market. Um, SOXL still has some legs in it, I think. With NVIDIA going up, with AMD going up, with some earnings catalyst coming up, I think you could easily get SOXL. Uh, I would not go to SOSXS yet. Um, and, and remember, these are two uh, triple levered ETFs, just one 
uh, is long, one is short. SOXL is long, SOS is short. Um, the short one got you out with a 20% loss. And it hasn't gotten you back in. It's not like it's crossing back up like SOXL is. Just SOXL has has some beef. Who's got the beef? SOXL has got the beef. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs said yesterday it was going to get it. Uh, it got the MACD cross up 1365. 1365. Um, let's go over the scans and then I'll look at some energy stocks because I do think energy stocks are big ones. Uh, my personal portfolio, American Eagle Outfitters, is up uh, 2% in pre market. Got a cross up. I'm not saying that this is a buy. It is going to use that 200 day as it's probably resistance like it has before. I am suckered into this one with Jim Cramer. Um, YOLO, <laughs> their earnings are coming up November 21st. I can't imagine that these guys announce good earnings. Uh, I've got some money in here. Uh, I had a 10, 15% profit on this one when I first bought it. Was greedy, didn't take it, thought it could go up more. Uh, I didn't sell it. I am now down probably 50 something percent. So uh, this one hurts, but it's cross up today. Uh, I don't know that it's a fairly good company. Talk to your teenagers, see if they're wearing American Eagle Outfitters. When I bought it last year, uh, my friend's daughter said, oh yeah, we wear it. We wear it all the time. Two weeks later, ah, it's crap. You know, typical teenager. UPS has a cross up here at 169. Uh, their catalyst is that November 10th, uh, their dividend gets paid out. The reason why I bring this one up, I think it's a really, really well run company. Uh, it's PE is only 13. Um, October 25th, Jefferies resumed coverage with a $190 price target. You're trading at 169. This is a bellwether. This is a Dow stock. This is something that it will not move a ton. Um, the algorithm makes you 14% on this one versus buying and holding makes you 2%. It's got a decent dividend of 3.59%. Um, you win 36% of the time and your average win is 6%. This is this is just gearing up to hit that 200 day again uh, up here at 181. So I, I, you know, I can't tell you that it's a fantastic one. If you look at the uh, the insiders, they're selling, they're not buying. So I, I again, UPS, I ship and you know Amazon packages. If we look at FedEx, just to to compare, this is the biggest um, comparison. FedEx PE is 11. So, and they're, they're down at 159. Um, this is one that I probably wouldn't buy because there's more, um, there's more problems at FedEx than there is UPS. UPS is just a decent shipping shipper. Um, so, uh, one that Tom brought up yesterday that he likes that's moving again is Zim. It does have a MACD cross up here at 2445. Be careful with this one. This is a lot of um, hype play, I believe. And if you do get hype play, you're coming back up here to 40s. Uh, but I, I just, you know, if remember, their PE is 0.48. Um, their dividend is huge. They pay an enormous dividend. Uh, downgrade August 22nd, downgrade from Citigroup with no, no kind of, you know, price target. Um, it is what it is. It's a shipper, just like UPS. But UPS had a uh, 
cross up. Uh, on top of that, FedEx, same thing, cross up. I think in my mind, you probably have a bigger opportunity in FedEx. But what you have to realize is FedEx is more risky, meaning FedEx is just not as good a business as UPS. And when I say you have more opportunity, look at this, 165 to 202 is this gap. I don't know that you're necessarily filling it. You've made some money on the last two trades. The algorithm loses you 36%. Buying and holding this one loses you 39%. Your average win is only 4%. I can't imagine FedEx does something now, between now and December 15th when they announce earnings, to say, hey, we've got record amounts of shipments. Boom, you're back at 200. I just can't, I can't see it. Um, there's a new CEO in place. Uh, he could have tanked on the last earnings. Uh, he pre-announced, and that's where you saw the gap down. Um, he said earnings just would not be as good. Uh, and you can see, even through earnings, it just continued down. So uh, this may be the climb back. Might be a long climb back, but it is a climb back. Uh, speaking of chips, Broadcom, uh, which is Stephanie Link's, I think, favorite. 436 cross up here at October 18th. Their earnings are coming up on December 8th. You've got a pretty decent move. This is a secondary cross up. Hasn't got you out from that 436. So it's a secondary cross up and maybe a secondary leg up. So you do have confirmation. You're, you're kind of touching the top of that Bollinger Band. Uh, SMLP, which is Summit Midstream Partners. This is one that um, the reason I brought this up is it, it's got these gaps. Um, it covered the first gap, but it's got this fairly big gap here between $21.50 and $22.92. You're trading at $20.20 right now. Uh, the, uh, look at the run. I mean, just September 30th, you could have bought this at 14 and you're already up at 20 if this covers the gap, you still have 10% to move. This is similar to my MPLX. Um, it's in the energy space. I don't think energy is oversold. You don't have any catalyst with this one. I just wanted to bring it up so you can see. You've got a gap up here that could be filled. Um, you are kind of hugging that 200-day. And in the past, it's used that 200-day as a resistance, but it blew through it. So I, I don't know. Let's see. If we go back to that gap, um, let's bring the volume shelf back to that gap and see if people are still holding from there. Um, now, you really don't have any support up here. So um, let me bring it back a little bit here. Yeah, see, it's starting to build it up here, but it just hasn't built it. Uh, there's a bit a shelf up here at 23, but... Uh, it seems like a good one. Again, I just bring it up because the gap's up there. Um, energy. Viper. Huge, huge dividend. Um, they announced uh, yesterday. Um, I think they beat. You still have confirmation. You're outside the Bollinger Bands. It's going to be down probably today. Uh, but I, I still like that one. Uh, COP. ConocoPhillips. Uh, like I said, um, a lot of these have already reported. You do have confirmation. Energy still going up. Some oil is going down because of uh, China. 
China's still in their zero COVID policy. Uh, Devon Energy, I'm showing right now, it's got you out of it, but I can't imagine that you actually should be out of it. I'm still in, personally, I'm waiting for that dividend. That dividend X date is the next uh, next catalyst, December 9th, and they've got a good dividend, highest dividend payer on the S&P. Uh, XOM, I'm still at this one. You're at 52-week highs. 113, I remember at 105, I told somebody to get out of this one. Um, they got a good profit, but it was right before earnings, and then boom, they blow away earnings. And 105 to 113, it's not a huge, huge move, but I'm still in it. I've got it. I've got a lot of this one. I probably have to trim it. CVX, um, this one announced earnings. Still good, 185. Pivot point for me is still 160 on this one. So I think it could come back to 160. Fang, huge dividend. 11% dividend, I believe. This one had earnings. They announced great earnings. It's up again. Uh, And Pioneer Natural Resources, PXD. This is one, look, it's kind of cinching up here. Got you out with a 17% gain. There is a gap here between 226 and 219. They've announced their earnings. So I can't believe the catalyst brings it all the way down here. Not in one shot, but there could be um, more than one shot. You know, uh, Saudis all of a sudden drill more oil. Uh, they have Their next dividend is November 29th when the dividend gets paid. Their next catalyst, I should say. So um, you've got options. Uh, let's look at one that I wanted to, uh, was brought up yesterday. Um, oh, I'm not going to install OBS update. I will update that later. Is uh, Uvixi. And Uvixi is one that I've loved in the past. I still love it below, below 10. Still think it's a great buy below 10. The VIX right now is at 24. Uh, the VIX wants to be at 30. And the VIX at some point between now and December will go to 30. And this stock will be at 13. Um, it is traded on the futures. So it is a decaying asset. It will never kind of, you know, uh, make you money in the long term. This is something that you don't hold on to for more than a week, two weeks. You trade it on a day. Um, it's very particular. You got to identify your needs, your wants, your, your targets. But I, I just, you know. You Vixie, the, the VIX was up. I think it was slightly down yesterday. The VIX just hasn't been moving. And so at some point it will move. Um, maybe it's on, uh, you know, uh, Fed, next Fed rate day on, on December. Maybe it moves from, you know, 934 up to 15. Who knows? But it's one to keep an eye on. Uh, in the algorithm, you'll see uh, Uvixie's inverse is XSVIXI. Uh, neither one has a ton of movement of late. You can see Uvixi got you out with a 15% gain here. It went from 10 up to about 13, 14. Um, got you out. There's this gap here between 12 and 13. I, I think that needs to get filled. But you're on the downside of the nine day. It's got no catalyst to move up. SVIXI, on the other hand, this trades in the 50s. Um, this is a little less volatile. You had a buy-in here at 49. You've got your 10%. You're at 53. Good move. Uh, looks like it's crossing down. The RSI is significantly high at 70. So I, I don't trust it. I just don't trust it. Uh, Tesla, uh, talked about how if it moved under 200, 
it was one to watch that the gap down at 140 um, may get filled. Uh, I still kind of believe that. Uh, I think this one, when we look at a, I think it's a daily. Let's look at the daily. Uh, and we bring it back. See? That gap right there, 136 to 146. I think that, I think that gets close to touched. And I don't want to say that it gets close to touched on this run. It might move up. But right now you're well below that two that that nine day. You're well below the two the two hundred days. It's two seventy four. You got this gap up here. But remember, as the stock is moving downward, a lower gap is more of a magnet than an upper gap. So um, if we take this back here to the recent highs, uh, let's move this volume shelf over here, and then we'll move that. You can see. Clearly, you have no support down here. Well, that's just because it's not hasn't been traded back there. Move it back to its um, gap. Let's look at a weekly, and then we'll go back to a daily. Just got to reset the chart. Reset the chart. Move back. Do 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 do. We'll move that back there. Bring this back here. A little bit. You have no see everybody between here and here has sold out already. So people have traded this one. But it's down one point five percent. Let's see if I got any double digit movers in the pre market. I don't. AMD's up two percent. I think that's it. You got a forty one forty one minute podcast today. I think that's good. Hit me up on YouTube. Hit me up on socials. Thank you to all of the supporters. Um, let me know if there's something I can do for you. Let me know if there's something, you know, if you wanted me to kind of take a look at a stock for you, let me know. Uh, if you want to, you know, tip me because you made some money, hit me up in the socials. Uh, that link tree has all my Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, all that stuff. Um, tip me. If you want to support me monthly, go on to the Anchor stuff um, and, and, you know, pay me monthly. Uh, if you want to, Follow me on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I still like Twitter. Uh, I haven't noticed a huge difference. I am not paying $8, by the way. Love Elon Musk. I don't need a blue check mark. Um, I, I love his response, by the way, to uh, AOC. I, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I am an AOC fan. She is, uh, if I were rating AOC, she's a Senate 50 uh, on a 1 to 10 scale. Uh, I. I like her. I, I think some of her stuff is just outlandishly crazy. Um, some of her ideas, but I think we need some people like that. Um, just like I think we need people like that on the, the right and the left. Um, you've always had it. I just wish there were more people in the center. And that's it. Go out there and vote. I gave you 20 minutes. I didn't do an hour today. Take that 20 minutes. Go and vote. Vote. Vote, damn it. Uh, if you're in Louisiana, by the way, who is this guy? He's running against um, Kennedy, who I am not a fan of whatsoever, by the way. Um, Gary Chambers. Uh, I like him. I like him a lot. And he brings up great points. He was saying, hey, uh, Kennedy won Louisiana with 500-something thousand votes. Well, you know, there's 
like 900,000 black voters in Tennessee, uh, of which only 40% vote. If he got every black voter out there to actually vote, registered voter to vote, and vote for him, and you shouldn't base your vote on color, but he, he brings up a good point. Uh, don't, don't let a senator call your people crackheads like uh, Kennedy did, and then you know just complain about it and sit back and say, oh, yeah, that, that guy who's calling us crackheads, he's good enough to make decisions for me. If he is, kudos, vote for him. But if you're as annoyed as I am about a representative calling his people crackheads, yeah. Yeah. And I know he didn't call people crackheads, by the way. They've just got a good clip of him saying, call crackhead. So, uh, but hit me up, socials. Love you guys. Thank you. See ya.